Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Once again, Jim Gerhardt along with Bob Williams riding shotgun here and uh, asking the question... Where are we going, and why are we in the handbasket? I think everybody knows that, understands why we're, where we're going and why we're in the handbasket. Bob, there's a story here I've got to mention. This just happened over this uh, this weekend. This is one of the most, I guess, ironically tragic stories I think I've ever heard. It's a Jersey story, and this is the story about the two heroes, Samaritans, who jumped into the water to save a person who thought he was drowning and they thought was drowning. The upshot of it is they jumped into the water. This was in, in Hazlitt, I believe. Yeah. And I, I'm not familiar with that, uh, that area. Mm-hmm. But apparently it was in a, what's officially a creek, but it is uh, tidal. Mm-hmm. And somehow there was some sort of a very strong undertow or a tide going. And here was a person who was drowning. Two people, Mark Gorski, the name, a 56-year-old from Hazlitt. First of all, there was a 36-year-old named Zadius Perry from uh, Keensburg. They jumped in the water to save him. Uh, Perry, the younger man, jumped in first. He looked like he was getting in trouble. So here is uh, Gorski, jumped in to try to save him and, of course, the victim. The upshot of it is that both those men drowned, and the victim came out mm. of it almost unscathed. He apparently had hung on to a piling. Mm. But here we go, two people doing a terrifically heroic act. They died, and the victim they were trying to save mm. came out of it fine. I mean, certainly don't blame him for anything. I, I think they all knew each other. It's, uh, I, I do it's, not know. Uh, I don't know that much of the story, but... Whether they knew each other or not, and I was just thinking, in Greece, there were uh, ancient Greek, and I guess maybe still in the Greek language, there are three words for love. Are you familiar with that? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. You know, well, you know, there's phileos, mm-hmm. which, of course, is brotherly love. That's like in Fela, like in Delphi, a city of brotherly love. Eros, which is, you know, intimacy love. And agape, which is the self-sacrificing love. And this is one of the few examples of agape, mm. <laughs> clear and simple, yeah. that I've run across, that they gave their life to save someone, and ironically, yeah, they, they paid, didn't have They to. paid the price, yeah. Yeah, they, they paid the price for it. So I, I don't know. I think these two should be honored. I'm sure they're getting a lot of honor uh, yeah. in their communities. But maybe something should should memorialize this because it is such a strange story. You see, things are not supposed to happen that way. Mm. It's almost you know like like something in fiction. Yeah. Uh, other Jersey story. Oh, you're a traffic expert, and I was talking with some of the people here, including Dennis, who got involved in this too. Coming up Route 295 this morning, 
Normally, when I'm down about Burlington, I see a sign and it has distances to places. It says distance to US 1. Normally, it says 19, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. This morning, it said 39 minutes. I figured, uh oh. So, getting up there just about to Hamilton, the traffic stopped, slowed down. So, all right, here it is. And it was all the way from Hamilton, if you know these areas, I'm sure you mm-hmm. do, up to Mercerville, the Mercerville exit. The uh, traffic was just one of these maddening things. You know, if it's stop and go, that's something. But if it's all moving at three miles an hour and, yeah. and you've got to hold it steady. Mm. But it lasted really for 20 minutes. All of a sudden, it was over. It opened up. There was no sign of any construction. There was no sign of any accident. There was no, you know, it was, tractor it was trailer. A, it was a very bad morning all around well, the state. Uh, what, 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 it's the it's weather. A, it's could, a, what, right now it's a Tuesday morning. Could be the weather. It could have been an earlier accident uh, in that area. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, it's... But but traditionally th- those signs that that, that give you the, uh, the the travel times are, are pretty accurate. They're pretty yeah, much on. They, they have proven to be. Yeah. I was just thinking back in the nineties, and you probably would remember this. There was a big traffic study done by experts from you know our learned institutions, and they came to the conclusion that they said in fifteen years there would be gridlock in New Jersey on the major roads. Well, we're getting close to that now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If we have not passed it, but we're getting into that area. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? You can't widen the roads can't, anymore. Can't you build can't. any more roads. Yeah. So all, all you can do is kind of take a layer of cars in gridlock, pave over top of them, or put down pontoons or something, That's right. and then drive over that. That's it. Can't make double-decker mm-hmm. roads around here. Nope. Another, another New Jersey story. This I don't know if you heard this. I think this just happened... When was the first day of school? Uh, Probably the fourth or fifth. What, uh, well, anyway, so yeah. it wasn't recent. School bus driver got lost taking her little kids from school. Mm. She got lost and uh, was lost for over an hour. Nobody knew where it was. They finally tracked it down. Found out that the driver, when they found her, did not speak a word of English. Mm. So obviously, no way she couldn't communicate and ask a kid, you know, which way to go. She couldn't ask for directions. Mm. Uh. Now, here is deja vu all over again. A few years back, a very similar thing happened in which a school bus driver (laughs) got frustrated. She got lost, ended up in a major intersection somewhere in North Jersey, parked under the traffic light, got out and took off. (laughs) And when they found her, they found she didn't speak a word of English. So but not that there's anything wrong with that, of course. So, and another a language story here, just to show what we have done with our language, how we have given it up, uh, along with other things. In uh, Florida, a Taco Bell had refused to serve customers who ordered in English. <laughs> this this used to be America, an English speaking country. And uh, apparently, in one instance, the person was quite adamant about it, slamming the window on the order thing, cursing and yelling in Spanish. Uh, and so a sure sign of the disintegration of the, of the country is the disintegration of the language. The language is the glue that, that holds a culture together, a common language. And so here you got, we were getting along quite well with the European-Americans, the African-Americans, everybody, you know, we understood each other generally. I know there was a lot of... Uh, slang and patois that was <laughs> a little difficult to grasp but nevertheless we communicated all of a sudden we get thrown into the woodpile with this now the reason is that we gave up our language is not for any ideological reason it's all money because it found out that this these people had buying power yeah. and so all of the all of the uh, uh the institutions and the businesses immediately 
Started, didn't want to lose a buck. Started catering. So they come on, you know, yeah. dial one if you want to speak uh, Hispanic. And, you know, you go down to 16 if you want to speak Serbo-Croatian. and <laughs> Because they don't want to miss a customer there. I always so enjoy it's all the like Serbo. everything else in America. Money, yeah. money, money. Right. Uh, speaking of money, I, I got, oh, 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 th- this tops them all. This tops them all. The Washington Post was commenting, had a story on the big storm in uh, Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a terrible, terrible Mess We're just getting now. the rains up there today uh, well, from that storm. But, yeah. but I think everybody's followed this story enough to yeah. know that it's really tragic. Down. 11 oh, people gosh. dead so yeah. far, but there will be more. And it's going to last a long time. And this is only two years after they had a, a tornado down there, or a hurricane, rather, mm-hmm. that did pretty much the same thing with the flooding. Mm-hmm. And the people are saying, you know, the, they're saying, well, OSHA, the government is going to come in and help. One guy was saying, well, I'm still waiting for him to help from the one before. We haven't heard anything <laughs> yeah. yet. But. The Washington Post printed, I guess it was an opinion piece or an editorial, that blamed the storm, this big Atlantic storm, on Donald Trump. How so? Why? Because of his attitude toward global warming. What? Uh, How did we get here? I mean, (laughs) even the handbasket has holes in it now. How, How do you do that? And expect to be taken seriously because right. of his attitude. Mm. They didn't say because of a measure of this law or that law that we're having tornadoes because of Donald Trump's attitude. It's all Trump's fault. But it's giving him power that's beyond belief. Way back, I don't know if you remember this or not, there was a BBC program, sort of sci-fi program, called The Lathe of God. And the story was that here was a guy who would go to sleep and he'd dream, but then everything he dreamed would come true. (laughs) (laughs) And it involved, you know, wars, all kind of bad things. And so they're giving Donald Trump this power. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, they're they're beating the heck out of him for, and they're blaming him for the uh, the storm that hit Puerto Rico last year, Hurricane Maria. Well, they're blaming him for for not not saving everybody in the aftermath and cleaning it up quickly. Right. Uh, the storm itself, it, apparently, it hadn't dawned on him that he caused the storm yet. Right. But it's the fact that somehow he was responsible for the recovery. But but you had an interesting point. We were kicking this around a moment ago. OSHA, which goes down there, had defended themselves by saying... By saying that uh, they're not the first responders. Uh, FEMA, actually. That's, or FEMA, uh, It's I'm FEMA, sorry. yeah. But FEMA, the FEMA director was interviewed last week and saying this is a different storm than the Carolinas, the, Maria, the Hurricane Maria that hit Puerto Rico. Uh, there was no other responders. FEMA comes in and helps out with the state and the federal and the uh, and the, the aftermath, local and the local. Yeah. yeah, they come in with the lo- to help the local and the state officials, and then they back them up. Uh, there was no local but, and uh, government response in uh, Puerto Rico. He, he, the the, the uh, FEMA director said that FEMA was the one and only responder, and it can't work that and, and way. And FEMA is not by its organization and is set up in its purpose. They're not a set up to responder. do that. Right, correct. Yeah. They're not a first responder. And they were not set up down there Compared because, to, like, as the I understand, car- there's a lot of what corruption and Right, uh, and mismanagement uh, of mismanagement funds and things like that. But uh, but the Carolinas mm-hmm. apparently worked very mm-hmm. well with the local and the state and the FEMA uh, response. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Here we get uh, this. I don't know if this has ever happened before in history, but what the left? I think they're calling it the hard left now. I was looking for a name for these really way really far out. That's 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 a good way. Hard to put left. It. The hard, it's a pretty hard good left, way yeah. to put it. I mean, yeah. you can't say Democrats. And you can't say liberals because there's nothing wrong with that. They're certainly in the mainstream of ideological what thought. Uh, but 
it, it appears that the aim now, among other things, open borders and the like, is to somehow reverse, go back and change history and reverse the 2016 election so that Hillary Clinton can assume her God-given right to sit on the throne. <laughs> That's mm, yeah. why, why, why the hard left would prefer a grifter, which is all they are, a couple of cheap hustlers, not cheap, hustlers, big-time hustlers, why they would prefer them to this particular president, who with all his faults, yeah. it seems to be honest. <laughs> uh, it's a crazy world. I tell you what, we, a lot of, we're just sort of kicking around things today. Yeah. From the grab bag of of, uh, of events, and uh, oh, I got a good one. Uh, well, I'll tell you about it. You talk about profiteering horribly. Got another story for you, but first we're going to have a good story about a great organization, and that is Rob Dukansky. Hi, I'm Jim Gearhart. I like to uh, tell you another story about Robert Dukansky at Remax First Advantage. An investor in Port Reading found out the power of Rob Dukansky's marketing and why having a huge database of buyers is so important. Now, the buyer purchased and renovated a home, but it was sitting directly across from the turnpike, and that meant trouble. But no problem for Rob Dukansky. Rob and his team came in. They designed a specific marketing plan, matched the buyers to it. After 13 showings in two weeks, a bidding war took place, and it got him over the asking price. Now, that is the power of Rob Dukansky. Rob guarantees to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agree to, or he'll buy it. No risk because he'll let you out of the contract anytime. So what do you do if your real estate agent can't sell your home? Well, you call the official real estate agent of 101.5, and the only agent I would think of calling if I needed to sell my home, that's Rob Dukansky, 855-350-1015. 855-350-1015 or go online to robsellsnj.com and start your packing. Okay, we, we know the story of this creep who became the head, young guy became the head of a pharmaceutical company, and they were making EpiPens, you know, for people with anaphylactic shock. It was the epinephrine pens. Bob, you're familiar with yes. that. And he had all of a sudden raised the price from a couple hundred dollars for a pair of them to thousands, or close to that anyway. Yeah unconscionable and these are things that people need to save their lives he was criticized but he held his ground as far as i know uh the only thing that came out of that is that somehow some other companies are making some that and they'll probably try to profiteer on it too it's the way it goes but this one this one is in a sense it's abominable on the other hand you have to kind of admire the head of the company for telling the truth this was a drug that was raised by a pharmaceutical company, not not a Jersey pharmaceutical company. I believe they were headquartered somewhere in the Midwest. Uh, but and the CEO was commenting they raised the price of a life sustaining drug from four hundred and fourteen dollars a month. That's a lot of money. Oh, but he raised it to twenty four hundred dollars a month, and that's all out for, of for a dose. That's all out of pocket, or we don't know if it's uh, I, insurance. Well, but, again, uh, I don't regardless. know, but it doesn't make any difference yeah, because I uh, mean, if it's the insurance are paying it, we Let's know we see, all get hit by six that times. Now, here is what he said: He said he had a moral obligation to raise the price to increase profits, and he said, "Now, he's the head of a pharmaceutical company. My job is to make money, not to." Save people. Save people. Wow. Uh, and I thought again, and of course this goes down the wrong path. But I saw the the person I saw appeared to be of uh, possible what Southeast Asian ancestry, uh, uh, probably uh, Indian. Mm-hmm. 
And I was thinking of the contrast between this statement in this country. Now, I don't know where he was raised, of course, but certainly he had relatives or ancestors. But a moral obligation to increase profit at the cost of people's lives. Where back home, it is totally opposite that. The Hindu, the Buddhist thing, everything is the saving of life. The sanctity of life is the highest priority, no matter what. It's what happens, I guess, when you drop somebody down into the middle of this frantic money. Welcome to America. Welcome to America. Welcome to America. Now, I could be wrong on that, but but just just by appearances. Uh, That that was the contrast. It's, uh, well... Oh, you you had yeah. you, have you have you been following the uh, Judge Kavanaugh hearings? Oh God, I hope I hope I you know I've gotten so it's very difficult for me to sit through a whole newscast or a whole story. Mm. You know, I want to go wretch. I'm going to put a vomitorium in my house like the Romans had. I yeah. think. But what's going on here with this last minute attempt? First of all, the reason the Democrats are so frantic about stopping this man's nomination all boils down to abortion. They are terrified or afraid he will take away people's ability to kill Baby. babies. Babies is what it amounts to, obviously babies, to kill humans. Uh, and so they're damning him for that. Same thing would happen. You want to go back to the 13th century or 14th century, and it's like a leader stood up and said, look, I don't know about this burning babies and burning people at the stake. That seems a little bit high for, you know, a sin of apostasy. And he gets run out of town on a rail. Mm. <laughs> he, he's taken away their fun. Mm. Now, I don't, I'm not implying that the abortion thing is fun. But I do believe it is a barbaric custom that the future is going to condemn us for. But be that as it may, this is the whole game. I've not heard much else. So they have to find sort of something on him. What's big now? Sexual harassment. So this, uh, oh, what the hell's her name? Uh, Gloria Allred, this sob sister lawyer from California who represents you know women, uh, came up with uh, what is it? Feinstein, uh, Diane Feinstein. Diane Feinstein, the senator from California, who is out of favor with her own party, the liberals. She's up for a, in a primary election. It is likely she could lose it. Wouldn't that be amazing? Well, but it, pro- it, it, was a, it was a close enough call that she has to come up with something to save her job. And so she has to somehow scratch around to come up with this business that back in high school, he supposedly raped a young girl. Or attempted to. Or attempted to. I guess it was, it was somebody else on his back. I, I, it, it sounds kind of Apparently crazy. Apparently a friend of his. That's the way the story friend, goes. Okay, well, you know more about that story but than I But there's a lot do. of uh, uh. question on was there more than two people in the room? Well, uh, but you see, also, of... it doesn't matter whether it happened or not. It would serve Diane Feinstein's reason, even if there is a suspicion out there. This is like the person in a divorce. The lawyer comes up with the fact that the spouse had abused children. Let's throw in child abuse for the hell of it. Not true. Nothing to it. And yet the rest of the lie's life, that's going to be out there, that he was once accused of that. Right. And I, he'll always be under suspicion. Well, this is what they're trying to do. So it doesn't matter if it's true or not. I guess as society, we are obligated to believe the accuser or give them validity. No, we just like a spicy story, and I guess you like to hang on to it. Yeah. But, but I think that basically the whole thing is that Diane Feinstein is trying to save her job 
a reputation with the liberals, a hard left, if you want, are the voters in you know San Francisco. And she, they, and in order to do that, she has to be way out. She has to jump out in front of Cory Booker. See, they're playing. Can you top this? So she has to jump out ahead of Spartacus, right. Senator Spartacus, <laughs> Senator Spartacus, <laughs> who organized the gladiators and going to take over the Roman Empire. Oh gosh! Oh God! What a what yeah. a bunch of clowns! But I'll tell you the timing of this accusation with uh, Kavanaugh. It, oh. it just stinks. Of I just I just hate the of hypocrisy of it. Yeah. Uh, both sides, Republicans, the Democrats, yeah. they both do it, and it's sure. just it's just horrible. I mean, yeah. it, and if this is not true, they're just. Uh, smearing a, a decent guy, well, by all accounts. Well, they were they. God knows how much money they spent and how many hours trying to find anything. They could not find it. He was on. He, he was had on been the screened stand. by all the government security agencies when he was put on the federal court, right? Uh, the appellate court, whatever he sat on, and he uh, several times he has been totally screened by them. Found out that there is no nothing in the woodpile there, so they come up with this. Which is, at very, very best, it has to be semi-fabricated. And there's no way to prove anything like that at all. But I thought, see, I thought, well, it'll be an impossibility until they came, the Gloria Allred, the lawyer, popped yeah. into the picture. Mm -hmm. And there you go. You can see what's going on here with this thing. But it's all an attempt to stop him simply because the feeling, and this is what they'll all say, oh, if he's put on the bench, there goes Roe v. Wade. Uh I don't care if Roe v. Wade goes. doesn't bother me, but I'm not a public figure, so, you know, it's not going to yeah. – I'm not going to have my well poisoned or my barn burned, hopefully. Yeah. Well, who knows? They anyway. uh, they continue to forget about uh, their past, the Democrats. Uh, what, what about uh, good old Ted Kennedy? You know, the, oh, the, guy, le the guy left oh, – Oh, uh, the excuse for Kennedy – what was the best one I heard? The excuse for Kennedy's uh, satiriasis and that of Clinton is that, oh, well, that's all in the past. <laughs> Right. Well, now this is in the past, but there's a double standard there. You know, I want to make, I want to say something here. When we talk about this, I don't mean to be letting the Republican Party off the hook ethically or morally. Not in this both, case. Yeah, it happens. Both but sides. generally, but the point is that the Democrats largely are in power right now. The Republican Party exists, but I don't think they could find their backside with a garment and a flashlight. Mm. And so they're floundering around. So the criticism really goes to the powers that are actually causing these idiocies that yeah. we're talking about yeah so much so much so, so many things so, could be said so speaking of uh, finding your backside with a flashlight yeah. how about the rutgers football team oh god <laughs> <laughs> i didn't see what the, the heck's i didn't going see on? the guy it's pitiful it's such a shame and you know it looked like they were sort of coming out of the uh, the, the the amateur the yeah. sandlot yeah into the big time, and then all of a sudden they're right back in it again. They lost. Now, my understanding is, and I just read a, a critique of this, uh, or read reports of it. I didn't see the game, fortunately. They had gone out. They, they uh, lost their first game. No, or did they win the first game? They were playing well, I, some. I think they had lost, uh, well, lost both games. Oh, that's right. They played Ohio State. Yeah. And they lost by so big you can't comprehend it. It, it was way up there. But anyway, uh, the second game they're playing, I believe it was Kansas. Now, Kansas is regarded as the weakest team in that whole league. They were supposed to be worse than Rutgers. Well, first of all, the first week out, Kansas got beaten by a team from a school nobody ever heard of. I mean, it's like the Little Sisters of Mercy Academy <laughs> whipped Kansas. Kansas comes back and whips the Dickens out of Rutgers. Mm. 
and which is supposed to be a, a big 10 or however many there are now team. And, and who thought it was a great idea of bringing Rutgers into the big 10? Oh, well, that started a number of years ago. Alumni. I mean, did. I, I never understood that. They well, are not, they've, they've never been, they've been maybe sort of competitive, but well, never to the point where they're going to challenge the big teams. They, but you could see they were looking at light at the end of the tunnel, and Greg Sciaro was the coach. Yeah. What did he did something naughty to get fired? I don't remember what it was. I think it was because of something somebody else on the team did. We're getting so super sensitive. Yeah. And so here he left, and... Since then, I think the current coach came from Ohio State. He was an assistant coach out there. But, you know, he certainly had the credentials, and he's certainly getting them many millions of dollars. But here they're back now, and, and they got to play the rest of the season. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were much more – they had much better chance of being competitive and getting to a bowl game when they were in the Big East and the other Atlantic Well, also, 10, you know, the, uh, going in 1A or one of the other, other yeah. categories, which is what – they were doing, but, but this goes back, I guess it started in the 90s, and it goes through the first, first part of this millennium in which a lot of people back and they were pushing, saying, yeah, let's go for this. Now, the reason is it's an investment, and if it pays off, it's a huge investment. Right. Can you imagine the amount of money Ohio State takes in for a game or in a season? Oh, it's incredible. Huge. The money, huge. The, the money that they get in from the football program out in Ohio yeah. State funds other parts of the, oh, it, the yeah. university. So it looked good for the Rutgers, the new president who came in, and other people there, uh, supporters, to say, well, look, man, if we can get it up to that level, even getting in there, you're still going to get a cut of the other team's royalties when you're playing right. on their turf. So, again, you know, it gets back to the old thing. Money is the measure of all things in this country. You just have to look for money. If, if you're in charge of the program, do you, do you continue with it? Or if you're in charge of Rutgers, oh, or you do, you, do you have to evaluate it and, and possibly cut bait and it, back it, off on the, it's the investment? Gonna, it's going to depend on the season. It'll depend on two things, I think. One is the season to come, what they do. Second is what they have in the way of recruitment and all, how does it look maybe for They've the They've always been fighting that, uh, yeah. the out-of-state recruitment. Well, you get some of the best football players right. in the country in New Jersey. And they go? Well, but kids uh, kids don't want to live home and go, right. you know, they, they want to go out, especially if they're recruited by one of the big schools. Mm -hmm. Lavish, lavish treatment and recruitment. Yeah. And also the stuff they get that you never hear about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Any, any other questions? <laughs> no, I, think, I think you answered it. <laughs> that, that kind of. Oh, oh I, I, one more thing I got to say. We had talked about Comrade Murphy's uh, uh, attempt to be man of the people. Yeah. You know, sweet, cuddly, lovable on. Governor giveaway. On uh, social media. Right. You know. Uh, and uh, I was reminded of Governor Florio tried the same thing. You, oh, that's why I asked you if you were here in, 19, in, uh, two, in, nine, in 1993. Uh, 1993, Florio was approaching sort of the end of his term or getting into the last part of it, and he was getting very bad publicity, as you know. It was said at one time, he thought that, uh, he said, the, that uh, or, or said people were beginning to think his first name was Dump, because on the back of every pickup <laughs> truck in New Jersey, there was a bumper sticker that said Dump, Dump Florio. Florio. <laughs> so, but... He was getting, they were getting pretty desperate, so they decided he's going to do something real sweet and homey. First of all, he went out and just popped into people's backyards who were having cookouts. And they were looking around like, what the hell? You know, what's this? What, what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, and then he decided to have a fireside chat. Going back to Franklin Roosevelt, when things get tough, you sit and you have a fireplace right. and you're sitting in a comfy chair and you're just talking to people like this. <laughs> so Governor Florio had the fireside chat. 
Next day, headline of the paper, governor has fireside chat, fire goes to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, on that happy note. (laughs) We'll see you next week. I'm I'm sure there's more, but uh, we will stop right there. Have yourself a great week. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the new Jim Gerhardt podcast. Still cooking and it's bigger than ever. From NJ1015.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.